Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. Here we are. Getting toward the end of the week, we've got just a couple more conversations in Psalm 102. I gotta say, it's uh, Thursday, August 10, year of our Lord 2023, and in these parts, Pasco County, Florida, all the kids have gone back to school today. First day of school for a couple of my kids, first day in high school for Olivia, first day at middle school for Owen. Okay. Julie's been back at school, you know, getting ready for these kids to show up, so... You know, it was get up early, pack the lunches, catch the buses. Mm. Crazy morning. So all the commuters are beginning again. All the yeah. people who are driving their kids to Sitting school. Sitting more traffic. time to listen to tax, <laughs> text talk. It's great. It's That's great. exactly we, right. We probably should, we should get a bump in listenership. Though. Probably we should start the new season today because people <laughs> <laughs> they took no. the summer off and now they're commuting again. They're like, yeah, yeah, text talk. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah, we'll get to the new season in September. Which, by the way, just a reminder, we're going to be looking at the writings of John. So mm-hmm. coming up in September, the season five. But uh, here we are, coming to these waning weeks of season four, Psalm one hundred and two. What are you going to read for us today? I have Psalm one hundred and two. From the New Living Translation, Psalm 102. A prayer of one overwhelmed with trouble, pouring out problems before the Lord. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in the time of distress. Bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days disappear like smoke and my bones burn like red hot coals. My heart is sick withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a little owl in a far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. I eat ashes for food. My tears run down into my drink. Because of your anger and wrath, for you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering away like grass. But you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promised to help. For your people love every stone in her walls and cherish even the dust in her streets. Then the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before his glory. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Let this be recorded for future generations, so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. Tell them the Lord looked down from his heavenly sanctuary. He looked down to earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, his praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come to worship the Lord. He broke my strength in midlife, cutting short my days. But I cried to him, O my God who lives forever, don't take my life. While I am so young, long ago you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. 
You will change them like a garment and discard them, but you are always the same. You will live forever. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. Again, we've noted the mashup in this psalm between individual lament, communal praise, communal petition for God to do what he has promised, especially as this psalmist says, the time is now. The time has come. Mm-hmm. It it comes off to me as if our psalmist, and I, I do read this as a psalmist in the time of the Babylonian exile, it seems to me that he may have been reading the same passage that Daniel had been reading in Jeremiah. He does seem very confident that this is the time. This is the time. The time has come. You'll recall in Jeremiah 25 and verse 12 and also 29 and verse 10 that Jeremiah foretold that this punishment in Babylon would be 70 years. Correct. And as these days are drawing near, Daniel himself prays in Daniel chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, when I was first reading this, I kind of thought, man, I could hear this being a prayer of Daniel. Mm. Except for, as I was looking at, oh, wait a minute, Daniel would have been much, much older. He wouldn't have been talking about being cut down in, 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 in the middle right. of his day. So yeah. I thought, okay. So, but here we have, it seems, someone else mm-hmm. around that same time praying and recording this prayer because he knows what God has promised. And, and what I get from that is an incredible amount of faith, even in the face of defeat. It's, it's a person who is going to allow God's word to direct how he feels about things, his perspective about things, rather than his life's experience. Because here he is, Jerusalem is in ruins. Right. The people are holding its stones and its dust, dear, mm-hmm. not its walls. Correct. Not it's not the city, not the mm-hmm. houses. It's stones and it's dust. Yeah, it sounds the, like rubble. This is the state of Jerusalem. On top of that, this person is dying. He's going through some type of untimely illness, injury, something that is causing him to personally lament and bring his complaint to God. He's got enemies that are taking advantage of that to speak mm-hmm. against him in this time. And yet still... Despite all of life's circumstance around him, he says, I know what God's word says. I've got my faith there. Well, and even as you kind of walk through that and thinking about the links to Daniel and and reasoning that out, it occurs to me, what if this psalm is in the voice of someone who is living in that time of Zerubbabel or the decree? He knows that preparations are being made for that journey to Jerusalem and for that purpose but he knows he's not going to be able to accompany them. He's going to be stuck here in the far away land because of the illness, because, because of, of the, the injury, illness. because of whatever because, he's dealing you know, with. His kids might be able to go and the future generations could go, but he won't be able to see it himself. I mean, there were going to be people like that. There were lots of reasons why some of those dispersed were not able to or chose to go back with Zerubbabel, go back with Ezra uh, for some of these efforts. Wow. I, I certainly think if you've got a person in that scenario, it's it's not that he has chosen not to go. It, it would be that he couldn't go. Here's, here's a guy that loves Zion, that wants to be in Zion, and he wants to make sure for generations to come that people will praise God for the fact that he had taken these prisoners, these ones that God himself had brought judgment upon, mm-hmm. that he had taken them and brought them back to their homeland, mm-hmm. brought them back into the city where God's name dwells, and has rebuilt built that city, rebuilding the house of God, rebuilding the city of the Lord, reestablishing the name of the Lord in that place. 
And again, he believes all of that is going to happen, even though everything that he looks at around him in life's experience says, yeah, not that. Well, and what a powerful testament, he says, that will be uh, to the nations around and to other peoples and the ones who had had opportunity to mock God's people and despise them when God rebuilds the city that's going to cause them to recognize his great glory and his name. Um, what is it? Verse 13 of our psalm. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come for your servants. Take pleasure in her stones. Show favor uh, to her dust. So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth. Your glory. Verse 15. Uh, that reversal then of fortunes of Zion is going to be something that is observable by the Gentile peoples and by the pagan peoples. He comes back to that in verse 22, when peoples gather together and kingdoms to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He comes back to that. Sandwiched in the middle, though, are the coming generations. Yeah, I want the nations and the generations to know what God has done. God, you are going to work this thing. Cyrus... Mm-hmm. Is going. I mean, he's not mentioning Cyrus here, no. but Cyrus is going to praise the Lord. Yeah. I certainly don't believe that Cyrus became a Jew. I certainly don't believe that Cyrus gave up his pantheon in order to follow and worship Yahweh. But here, even in his decree that we can read about in the book of Ezra, we recognize that even Cyrus brings honor and then calls on the people of all the nations around to support and lift up exactly. so that these Jews can get back to Jerusalem, they can build their house, and they can ask the God of heaven, their God, to bless the nations. I mean, all mm-hmm. of that support is happening yeah, there. Yeah. And and here the psalmist is writing, we we focused yesterday on this issue of teach uh, excuse me, the day before yesterday on Tuesday, we focused on recorded for a generation to come. Yeah. And here's that idea because there's gonna come a time when people don't even remember. Mm-hmm. There are going to be children that are born that were not in captivity. They're just mm-hmm. there in the land. They're just back in the promised land. Right. And, and they're not going to remember God's amazing work to bring them back. Yeah. So here's a memorial, which which is when they left Egypt. What did God do? He established memorials Many so memorials. that they could say, here is what happened. Why are we sacrificing this lamb on this one day? Because what we want to remember is we used to be slaves in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Our forefathers were slaves in Egypt, and God sent plagues, demonstrated his power, and the final plague was he was here. Egypt had been killing the children of Israel, had been killing the firstborn of God, and so God said, okay, turnabout's fair play, and he brought death among Egypt, and if we killed that lamb and we put the blood on the doorpost, God would pass over our house, and because of that, we were set free. What is that? That's a memorial. You didn't experience it. You weren't there. We want you to remember it. That's what this psalm is. This psalm is a memorial. You didn't experience it. You weren't there, but we had been taken into captivity because of our sin. But God, in his everlasting love and his covenant faithfulness, delivered us and brought us back. And you need to remember what God has done. And again, this psalmist is believing all that is going to happen while he still knows that Jerusalem is lying in rubble. Yep. And he's and, sick and dying. Yeah, he's lying in rubble too. He, he there's there's no sense of well, I'm going to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to be a Moses that steps up and says, "Let me lead no, him back." That's right. He's not going to be Zerubbabel or Joshua. He's not going to be Ezra or Nehemiah. But he knows God is going to do it. God yeah. is going to accomplish it. And in, he's 
placing his children, his descendants, or the generations uh, to go be, participate in that. Go do go do that. Go be part of it. Go do that. Go be part of that. And if it's if yeah. it's if it's already happened and you're living, remember where you remember came it. from and hang on to that. No matter what's going yeah. on around you, God is taking care of this. And and commit your life, commit what's going on in your life to God. Trust God to work His plans on His timetable. Mm-hmm. And so he says, "Look." And that's again faith in the face of defeat. I guess I want to bring that home for you and me and for folks today. I do not know what everybody is facing. I I know that we tend to look right now at the state of Christ Church. We tend to look at the state of Christianity in the yeah. West, and we see that it sure seems like it's in shambles. It seems like the enemy is is winning. It seems like things are getting worse. We decry that all the time. What I want us to know, what I want to remember, is it may not happen in my lifetime. It may happen that society increases its attacks on God's people and on his church throughout my lifetime, but what I want to remember and I want everyone to remember is God works his plans and whether it's in my lifetime or in my kids or my grandkids God is going to bring victory yeah amen and we definitely need that attitude and that outlook I think especially as preachers it's it's been something to know a number of preachers who get up in years probably older than the fellow who wrote this psalm we're they, probably older than the fellow who wrote this and psalm. they still, and and they talk about you know how it's just all going to pieces it's mm-hmm. going to be lost and they're getting old they're going to die and you know who's going to save the church they get so discouraged about where the things are going and then they oh. get very vocal about that yes and and I just I, well for one thing I, I hope I don't ever get that way, but the second thing I just want to encourage you, brother. Christ is going to save the church. Yes, he's the king of the kingdom, yes. and the gates of hell, hell cannot prevail against his kingdom. Yes, and so we need to have more of the outlook of this psalmist. Good point. Where we need to be. Good point. Good point. Man, I'm going to hang on to that. Let's end with a prayer on that note. Holy God, you are the victor. You are the power. You are the strength. Andrew and I are not. Text Talk is not. This Livingston congregation is not. But you are our power. We ask that you would use us to accomplish your glory in our lifetime. If it doesn't get things where we want it, what we know is you're going to continue to work. You're going to work through your children. Uh, We pray that you will work through our children. And we pray that you will continue on, and we know that you will. We know that you will bring victory for your people. Help us and the generations to come to hang on to you and to spread your gospel so that more and more will come into your family and experience it. Through your son Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.